Podcasting from a sex-writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. everybody it's Kayla on her lonesome for a week and I didn't plan it this way I'm kind of tickled that it's happened this way but it's episode 69 yes I'm giggling but I also wish I had planned better because shouldn't this be me and Molly giggling over the number 69 like children yes it should but you get me being uh, quite pleased that we're we're on episode 69. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get right into it this week. Um, partly, full disclosure, I'm recording in between spikes of a migraine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's lovely. Uh, the the intensity has gone down. Getting in front of a microphone real quick. Going to do this. Made a list. I'm trying to be organized like I'm a real content creator. Damn it. Um, and... I'm doing something I don't normally do because I don't like to give advice in concrete terms. I'm giving you steps, a checklist, eight, is it eight or is it seven? Mm, I guess we'll find out by the time I actually put a real title on this, but according to my notes, it's seven steps to take to be more productive this week and truly to be more productive today. Um, Some of this can absolutely be implemented once you hear the sound of my voice. Um, and I don't like to give checklists like that because I think things are often more nuanced and complicated than that. But I also think sometimes we just got to start somewhere, right? And we're going to start here. And this is stuff I've talked about in different ways, but I'm going to try and bullet point it for you. That's right. The rambler, the ranter, Kayla Lords attempting to bullet point something. (laughs) Here we go. Right. Uh, caveat for this, because I don't like giving concrete, do these things in your life will be perfect kind of stuff. Um, use, uh, of this list, use what works for you, discard the rest. That is, that is just how life works in general. If something doesn't apply or you can't make something work, you are not a failure. It is the, that that item on the list is not for you and it's okay. So here we go. Here are the, what my notes say should be seven ways to have a more productive week and day by doing these things. Here we go. First of all, I want you to make a list of everything you need to do this week. Um, I recommend when you can plan for this, doing this either at the end of your week or at the very beginning of the next week before you start anything. Your week can be, my week starts on Monday and perfect world scenario ends on Friday. Um, So for me, that would mean I would either do this first thing Monday morning before I do anything else after I've made my coffee though, let's, let's be real here. Or I would do it Friday afternoon when I can call myself done for the day. But truly, I have done this on a random Wednesday because my mind got too loud. Uh, You make a list of 
everything. That's your personal life. That's your professional life. That's your smut lancer life. If it's not quite the same as your professional life, if you're in school, you make a list of what has to get done this week, include deadlines and due dates. Um, I also recommend splitting these lists up. Don't make one, you can make one master list. Maybe you start with a master list if that's what works for you. Um, and then in whatever organizational method fits best for you, break these things up so you can kind of look at them separately um, to see what you've really got going on, how much stuff can actually get put off to another day, how much stuff has to get done in this week or on this day versus what doesn't. Um, going forward, if you implement this method and it works for you, I like to keep running lists. So I have a monthly client list of all the things I have to get done that I know I have to get done for clients on one spreadsheet. And then I have um, weekly and sometimes monthly calendar lists, things listed in my calendar of what I have to do personally. Some are also professional. Like if I have a Skype call scheduled with Molly, I'm putting that in my calendar. And I use that as a list. So how you create this list depends on your preferences. I use paper and pen. I use sticky notes. I use spreadsheets. I use my calendar. I use the notes app on my phone when I'm really desperate and just have to get something out of my head. The point to this and why this is the first step and the most important step. And I, if you ignore everything else, please just try this one part. You have got to empty your mind of all the things that you are trying to remember that you need to do. There is no need to rely on our memory when lists are things that exist, okay? The list has to be accessible to you. It has to be something you can get to when you need it. It, it needs to be a place where you just empty your mind of all the things instead of while you're writing that one blog post, you're also thinking about how you need to do this other thing and you don't wanna forget that you have to make that call and oh, wait, go check this thing. Nope, 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 make a list. Make a master list for the week, for the month. However, I don't care. I'm telling you week because we had to pick something for to be concise. Make a master list, all the things that need to get done. Once you have done that, now it's time to make a list for the day. Now, I typically know when I look at a list how to organize it. So, okay, I'm going to get all of these things done on a Monday and all of these things done on a Tuesday and all of these things done on a Wednesday. And as I'm making my list, sometimes it sort of structures itself that way. But sometimes that master list is just a brain dump. You are literally just getting it out of your head to free up some space and get your focus and your concentration back. Now, once you've got that master list, it's time to make lists by the day. I've done this in multiple ways. I have done this where I look at my master list and it's Monday, let's say, and I decide from that master list what I have to get done on Monday and I let the rest sit there. Other times I have with a series of post-it notes that probably makes me look like a conspiracy theorist, the way they're all laid out on my desk. I have made individual to-do lists for each day all at one time. I've done that too. I have also rewritten a master list to break it up into day by day what I'm gonna do each day. There's no right way here. What I'm telling you is you have your master list of everything and then you break that down into what you have to get done on a specific day, okay? Now, deadline things that like have to be done by a certain time or you're gonna place this call at a certain time or you have to respond to this email at a certain time, those need to be sort of at the top of that list. And maybe like if there's a time 
stamp for those things, write that down too. Um, and then once you look at, okay, these are the deadline things that I have to get done today because I need X amount of time to work on it so that it is done by the deadline. Then you look at the rest of your list and go, okay, what, what fits in here? What else can go on this list? Once you have your daily to-do list, that is all you need to look at right now, okay? Now that does not mean other things won't come to mind. It happens to me all the time. I start on my Monday to-do list and I go, oh crap, I also wanted to do this today. What I do is I make an annotation to my daily to-do list and I put a question mark. For me, that lets me know it's optional, that if my day runs smoother than I think it will, if I get things done faster than I think I might, and I feel like I have time and also energy, because it's not just time, I can have all the time in the world, but if I don't have the energy for it, it's not happening, then I will do it. If, however, my brain goes, oh wait, you forgot a really important thing, now I'm gonna stop what I'm doing and reconfigure my to-do list for the day because it, I ended up remembering something that I should have remembered it was a deadline thing. It's a very important thing. That I think in my experience at least happens most often in the beginning of getting used to mapping out your day using lists. Um, once you get into the habit of just writing it all down, from my experience, I tend to forget a lot less. I remember a lot more and that is becomes more infrequent. Um, but I say that because it might happen. You might go, I have my Monday to-do list and then go, ah, oh, crap, I forgot this one thing. Okay, that's how I handle it when I forget that one thing. Now, once you have your list of, these are the things I intend to get done today. And quite frankly, if you're hearing this and you're inspired to try this, but it's like three o'clock in the afternoon for you and your day is half over, do this for tomorrow. Don't pressure yourself to try this right this second. Hell, listen to this and then do it for next week for all I care. Um, but do it in a way that allows you to take that to-do list and then map out what order you're going to do things based on a few different methods. And you have to find the one that works for you. Now, if you know you have a phone call that you have to take at 9 a.m., well, that is that is on that list at that time. Everything else has to revolve around that. Um, but if it's kind of open, and even if your deadline is today, but you have until end of business today, that's a timestamp you have to be aware of, but you still have flexibility. So here are the, here are a few ways to figure out how and when to do what you need to do on today's to-do list. Remember, we're not thinking of the master list. Screw the master list now, we're working on today. Okay, so there are, I've done it in um, three different ways over the past several years. I fluctuate between these based on how I'm feeling, okay? One is I will sometimes look at my list and do all of the things that are really quick and easy to get done that take maybe 20 minutes or less so that I can get that quick hit of dopamine and that sense of accomplishment when I cross things off my list. I might have eight things on my list for the day. Four of those things combined take me an hour to do. So in an hour, I have crossed off half my to-do list and I feel like I have this sense of accomplishment because hey, I've got another eight hours of my day and I've only got four things to do. That sounds great. Um, so that's one way. Another way is to start with the things that maybe you're on deadline. Now I'm thinking of Smutlancer life right now. This is, you're trying to write a blog post for Masturbation Monday, but it's actually Tuesday. So you only have a few hours left to link up. That's a deadline. You agreed to publish a sponsored post on your site on today, 
that's a deadline. You are working with a client and they want to see some information, a rough draft, an estimate by close of business. Okay, those are deadline things. In this method, you're actually going to start with the things that are on deadline. Okay, you're going to do those first, regardless of how much time they might take or even how much energy. The reason this method sometimes works for me is if I am in a place where maybe I'm I'm ill, I'm uh, like I, right now I'm I'm dealing with a little bit of a migraine. If I've got you know effects of a migraine going on, maybe I have some personal stuff going on in the evening. I, I my, the kids will be home soon, whatever. I know I have to get those deadline things done so I don't miss a deadline and the rest is less important. So I will focus all my energy on that. Uh, some days aren't like that. Some days are wide open and I can do it in whatever way I want. And so I won't do that. So if you know that maybe by lunchtime you have no energy left um, because of just maybe your health or just the way your life works, um, but those deadline things require um, some amount of energy, by doing those things first, you have a better shot of getting everything that's due done in a timely fashion, first and foremost, and relieving some of the pressure that you might be feeling, which can hinder your productivity. The more pressure I feel, sometimes pressure works for me. It focuses me. It means, oh crap, I'm up against the clock. I got to get this stuff done and I can power through. But sometimes that pressure can paralyze me and I can think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get it done. And then I get nothing done. So you can try that method. Start with the things that are due today. Get those done out of the way, off your plate. Maybe it's your deadline is really tomorrow, but you don't want to worry about it tomorrow and you want to be ahead of schedule. There are people out there apparently who work that way. I'm not one of them. So maybe that's why you're doing it today. But, but focus on the deadline th first and then do the rest of your list. And then the third method that I have used in the past and can recommend it, it does work for me on occasion is to look at what you have to do and then think about when you have the most energy. So many of us, not all of us tend to be most productive and energetic and have the most sort of brain power uh, in the morning. You know, I am the type of person I know between nine and noon I'm good to go. I can get a lot of stuff done. That is when I should do the most intensive work, regardless of when it's due, regardless of the type of work it's due. If it requires the most amount of energy for me, writing being one of them, that's when I should do it. I will have a better quality uh, writing when I'm done. I will get it done faster. I will be less distracted. That's my peak time. I also know that after lunch, Usually between two and four, I'm good for nothing. I procrastinate. I'm on Twitter. I get easily distracted. Uh, things are going on. Those are times when it is best for me to do admin work because those things don't really take a lot of time. They don't really take a lot of brain power. I can kind of push through and it doesn't hurt the quality of what I'm doing. If I sneak onto Twitter for a couple minutes, if I watch a five minute YouTube video, like it's okay if I do that. What's funny is I'm such a creature of habit that my default is to do easy, quick. If you heard that, that was me hitting my elbow on the desk, ow. Uh, my habit is to do the easy, quick things first thing in the day. So I get that quick hit of, oh, look, I crossed several things off my list in a short amount of time and then go into things that are on deadline, things that require the most energy, which means that sometimes 
I'll find myself writing when I'm in the middle of my mental slump for the day, which means that writing that should take 45 minutes takes an hour and a half. I don't always love that, but it's now such an ingrained pattern in me. It's my default. So that's why I give you these three options of start with the quickest, start with what's on deadline or go by your own personal energy levels and do the intensive things during peak energy productivity times. Um, because all of those have worked for me. And at times all of those have failed me that there is no one system that works for me every single day. Um, there's just what I tend to do. And then what I have done in the past that has worked when I needed it to, um, experiment with these, uh, find what suits you best. Um, Productivity is not about getting the most amount of stuff done. It's about getting the important things done well. Um, getting the most amount of stuff done is called being busy, y'all. And quite frankly, I think we could all use a little less busyness in our life and a little bit more doing the things that matter to us and getting them done in a way that makes us feel good about it. Um, and that's why I recommend this. So that was figuring out the best way to tackle your to-do list. Now let's go, this is actually number four. I want you to pick a way and a method for focusing. Again, this is highly personal. The um, three ways, and I do have three ways that I tend to do this. Uh, one is I will turn off all distractions. And quite frankly, the fewer distractions we have while we're working or working on our to-do list, the more productive we're gonna be in general. That's just, I think we can all go, yeah, that's true but it's hard to do. Um, I keep my phone in another room. I've turned off notifications to nearly everything on my laptop. Um, my mom and aunt have me in a group text chat thing and they will both text each other at the most random times a day. It feels like it's when I'm trying to work, quite frankly, is when they're trying to have conversations. So I have to keep my phone on silent. Even though it's in another room, I have an obnoxious notification for text and I will put my phone on silent. Um, I don't do that all the time because sometimes I have to keep my phone um, where I can at least hear it because I need to know if a child needs to be picked up or a child's sick or something's going on with a kid, right? So I can't always do that, but I will do that too. So what I do is I turn off all distractions and I bribe myself. So <laughs> I don't think it's enough to just have no distractions. I need uh, a carrot at the end of the stick. I need the reward. So I will say to myself, self, if you get this part of your to-do list done or this thing on your to-do list done, then you can go scroll through Twitter for a few minutes. You can go watch that video. You can read the news and depress yourself because politics sucks. Uh, but I'll bribe myself do this thing, then you get the treat. However long that thing takes. Now, if I know I'm, I have to be honest with myself, if I know that I am looking at something, um, part of my list takes five minutes, that's not bribing myself. I have to go, oh, all of the five minute tasks have to get done and then I can do this thing I want. Have another cup of coffee, have a snack. I bribe myself with food and caffeine all the time. No shame, y'all. Whatever motivates you, is what you bribe yourself with. So that's one method. Get a thing done, get something for it. There you go. The next method is, it's a timed method. And the one I'm gonna talk about is just one of many, and that's the Pomodoro method. Um, but basically you work for a certain amount of time. You time yourself. I've put timers, I've got a timer on my, my laptop now. And then when that timer goes off, then you take a break. So the Pomodoro method is 25 minutes of focused activity 
a five minute break. I have also seen people do 50 minutes of focused activity, a 10 minute break. I've seen 30 minutes. I've seen an hour. I've seen two hours. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it's whatever will work for you. I have used this in the past. This is amazing. The caveat is you truly do have to turn off all distractions, no notifications, no email, no social media, n nothing, no Slack. And I say that as somebody who is part of a vibrant Slack community and Slack channel for the Sweat Lancers, no Slack, none of it. It all gets turned off. You are just doing the work. You do it for a set amount of time and then you get a set break. This does require discipline, not in the set amount of time to work as much as how long you're actually taking for the break. Um, I like to use timers. There's either digital timers, there's physical timers, there's kitchen timers. I don't care. Use your phone, whatever will work for you. Um, but I also know the reason I don't use this method all of the time is that five minutes can turn into 10. You know, oh, it's supposed to be a five minute break, but I'm just going to take a 15 minute break. And then I promise I'll work through for a solid hour with no break. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. You gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself. And then the third way is just to simply break up your day. And this one is my most common method, again, because it's become a habit. So I know that between 9 a.m., sometimes I start as early as eight, but usually, definitely by nine, 9 a.m. to noon, I'm doing these specific tasks. They're usually quick and easy. There'll be some writing, but it's stuff I know I can get done in that amount of time. And so I use it 12 to 1, one thirty if I'm pushing it. That is going to be when I have lunch, when I make phone calls for my vanilla life, when I set appointments, when I, a little bit of it's bribery, I get to scroll through social media, play my games and watch some YouTube videos. That's my time for that. And when I take that time, then when I start back to my day, my to-do list, like I said, it might be one, it might be one thirty. On a bad day, it might be two. I'm not happy when it, I go as late as two, but okay. And then I'm going to work up until, depends on what's going on. Do I need to go pick up a kid from band practice? I'm going to work up until then. Dinner time, I'm going to work up until then. And I'm going to get the rest of my list done in that time. So I block my time. Now you can get really specific with blocking your time. Uh, in some past episodes somewhere, I believe I have talked about calendar blocking. Um, and calendar blocking is a really specific thing where you're, it's not just, oh, between two and five, I'm working. It's between two and two thirty, I'm doing this task between three and four, I'm doing that task, you know, that's calendar blocking. That's getting really, really specific and each task on your list for the day corresponds to an amount of time. Um, I do a, tend to do a much more simplified version of that. And that is another way to get through how you're going to focus, how you're going to get work done. It is imperfect. It has a lot of room for distraction. I can tell it's a rough day when I'm very distracted. Um, but those are the methods I use. So bribe yourself, use a timed method, calendar block yourself essentially. Okay. Now here's the next thing for productivity. Cause remember we're trying to make you pr productive this week. We're trying to help you get stuff done. So you feel a sense of accomplishment without all the bullshit busyness of it. Okay. I want you to be realistic about the amount of time you need to get each task done. So that means if you're doing new things, I don't care how simple you think those new things are double the amount of time you think you need. Um, editing for me, I, I used to think I could do it really quick and then I did it for the first time and went, oh no, this is a much longer process. But now that I've been doing it for a while, when I edit somebody else's work, 
even though I have to put a lot of attention and focus on it and every piece that I edit for somebody else is going to be a little different, uh, it doesn't take me as much time now because I have experience. Blog post writing. There was a time when it could take me two hours to write a blog post. Now, if it takes me an hour, it's not because I couldn't do the writing. It's because of something else. I'm tracking down a link. I'm tracking down a reference point. I'm trying to make sure I explain something correctly. Client work for writing for clients. If I know the topic and I know the structure, that takes me 30 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on the topic. Maybe 45 minutes if it's a deep topic. They're usually not deep topics, y'all. Um, but in the beginning, they took an hour. So if this is a new thing, give yourself more time than you think you need. If it's something you do all the time, do not base the amount of time you need on best case scenario, y'all. If you know that sometimes, sure, you can get a blog post written in 30 minutes, but sometimes it takes you two hours, split the difference or time yourself for the most amount of time you know you sometimes need, okay? So this will help you in structuring your day. It will help you in structuring how you're gonna break up your day, where you're gonna start. I truly do love getting little five-minute tasks done at the top of the day. Cross all those things off my list and then look, it looks like I only have three things I have to do today instead of eight things I had to do today. Um, but I also have to manage my time in a way that I say, okay, I have five things that put together will all take about an hour. And then I have three things left. Well, this one thing is going to take me an hour. This other thing, it might take me three hours. And this other thing over here is going to take me 30 minutes. And then I need to look at how I've got my day structured. So I'll give you an example. From nine to 10, I did all those little quick things, got them done. I got 10 to, to noon to work on one of these three things left on my to-do list. Depending on how I feel, depending on my confidence in the work on the list, I might go, okay, let's do that 30 minute thing and then that hour long thing. And then I have a 30 minute cushion, right? And then I can go, oh, well maybe I take a longer lunch or maybe I give myself more of a break. Or also I thought that thing would take 30 minutes but it took 45 minutes and I've got time added in extra time. That means in that scenario, that let's say three hour thing, I'm going to come back to at 1.30, 1 o'clock on a good day, but we'll say 1.30. We'll, we'll forgive ourselves. I took extra time at lunch. I walked, watched a long YouTube video, right? Well, if I can stay focused, that three-hour thing, I should definitely be done by dinner time, or I should definitely be done by the time it's time to go pick up a kid from band practice or whatever my thing is. But also, if it takes more time than I thought it would take, I'm okay, I have a cushion. If it takes less time than I think it will take, hot damn, guess what that means? That means on that specific day, I either can call myself done early and rest and go read a book and hang out with John Brownstone and do whatever, or I can go, hey, what about these little extra things that, I'd, that were things I'd like to get done, but they weren't things I had to get done, right? Maybe I can work on some of those. What haven't I been working on because I've had all these other things to do? Let's, I got time for that. Let's go do that today. And those are decisions you make. But that's how I would, in that scenario, break up my day. That's how I would do that. What, on the other hand, I might go, okay, I did those things that take an hour. Now it's 10 o'clock. I got this three-hour thing, but I'm really excited to do it. And I also know it's going to be energy intensive. I'm going to have to really be able to focus. This is my best time of day to do that. Let's get started 
And when I get to a stopping point where I feel comfortable that I can take a break and come back to it later, that's where I'll stop regardless of what time it is. And I will sometimes make that strategic decision. It all depends on the thing I need to get done and how much time I think I need to do it. Okay. The other thing, and I've mentioned this subtly as we've had this conversation, is to set a stopping point for the day. Some days I know because I know of what's going on later in the week. I know what kind of day that is. I know how behind I am from the week before or the day before. I know that I am probably working until nine o'clock that night. I am then more forgiving of myself. I'll take a little bit longer of a quote lunch break. I will maybe find some time after dinner to like rest for 30 minutes before I get back to it. But I know, I know I'm working from nine in the morning until nine at night and it's a long day. But I know that and I tell myself that. That's what time I'm stopping. Other days I can look at the schedule and go, barring an emergency, I should be done by five. I'm going to be done by five. That's the time I'm done. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not flexible with myself. If I get to 4.55 and I know I got 30 minutes of, extra, of work left, that that's how much time I need. I'm not kicking myself because I didn't finish at five, nor am I leaving something unfinished when all I needed was an extra 15, 20 minutes. But I also might get to nine o'clock at night and realize there's still something that I wanted to get done today. And I then have to make the decision and the decision I am, have learned to make over the years is if it fell to this point on my list, meaning it was the last thing I was doing at nine o'clock at night, it is not that important. I can either move it to tomorrow or another day this week, or it's not happening. I have done that. I think as of recording this episode, I'm recording on November 8th, 2019. I had to make that decision on Monday of this week because I had a pretty packed day. Beginning of the month tends to be kind of busy for me. Um, and my question mark items on my to-do list, which were, I really would like to do these things, but they're not absolute requirements. And also I forgot to put them on my to-do list when I made my Monday to-do list was a newsletter for Loving BDSM, a blog post for Loving BDSM, and something else. I can't remember what it was. See how not that important it was? And I got to late in the day and I went, I, I could force myself with zero energy and just exhaustion to get this done, but how important is it? Well, that newsletter would have one item in it because last week was kind of light. And that blog post, I can push to Wednesday. I don't have, there's, I don't have a boss for my own freaking website. I am the boss nobody is sitting there going, I can't believe that Kayla Lords didn't publish on Monday by noon like she usually does. That just doesn't happen. So I went, you know what? That'll get pushed back. Or, and that the newsletter's not going out this week. I have nothing to say in the newsletter. What is the point? And that was how I made that decision because I had known that as busy as my day was, the latest I was working was till nine. And if I'm working that late in the day, I'm not working on the things that require the mo majority of my brain power at nine o'clock at night. So I'm not, I'm not writing at eight o'clock at night on a day like that. I'm doing admin work. It means I had to do a lot of writing earlier in the day and all the admin stuff got pushed to the evening. And that's why I'm working that late. That is, I knew if I have started my writing day, my smut lancer day at 9 a.m. and I've already written a few thousand words for the day, by the time we get to eight o'clock, that's not what's on the to-do list. That's getting bumped. It is all, almost always getting bumped. 
So that's why I like to set a stopping point because then I can make decisions about how important something is on my list. And that's a learning opportunity. That's when you learn, should I have even put this on my list to begin with? Or is this day of the week the best day to try and do this? How, um, how is my typical day or week structured? Would this task be better on, let's say Wednesday when I have less to do? Or was this a random Monday and I you know, something had to be sacrificed in the name of productivity and not killing myself? Okay, that was the thing I could sacrifice today. Next Monday will be different. It'll be a different week. And there's no set answer for that because some people's freelance life, smutlancer life, blogging life, content creation life is very fluid. And one week will be really, really busy and one week won't. Some of us, and I'm this type, I have steady work from clients. I set my freelance life up that way on purpose because I like sleeping at night, thank you. Um, and in that case, I know on a regular basis what I have to do every week. I know it has to get done for clients on a daily and weekly basis and it very rarely changes. And the changes are slight enough that they fit within my existing schedule. So I know what has to get done on a Monday and then what day of the week I'll have less and I can push things too. And those are the decisions I make. But having a stopping point for my day helps with that. In a perfect world, I always wanna be done by dinner time at home. That gives me the evening to watch some Netflix, to read a book, to hang out with John Brownstone, to scroll mindlessly on social media, whatever I'm trying to do. But I also know at this point how to look at the day's to-do list and go, today's a nine o'clock day. Okay. Okay. I, I, this is just a long day and that's okay. And I can make that decision off the cuff real quick. It sometimes takes time for that, especially if you're not good at time management and productivity. Okay. If this is a skill you're just now learning, it can take a moment. So don't panic. Okay. The last step, the last way, the last method, the last checklist item is to be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. You not getting something done does not make you the worst human being ever, does not make you lazy, does not make you stupid, does not make you unproductive, does not make whatever, whatever your brain is trying to tell you, okay? It is an opportunity to learn, okay? Learn how much time you really need for some of those projects. You know, were you overly kind to yourself? Were you overly generous? Were you not generous enough. It's a, it's a learning experience. Do you need to, and I've gone through this and man, I go through angst when I have to go through this. Do you need to restructure your to-do list? Meaning the days you tell yourself you want to get something done, are those the best days to do them? And I mean that for things that don't have a clear set deadline. Like the days you're going to hit publish on your blog, you're going to write a blog post, you're going to publish it. Should it be Monday if Monday is your absolute busiest day in your professional life? Maybe not. Maybe it should be Sunday. Maybe it should be the Friday before. Maybe you should write ahead and schedule if you really want the published date to be Monday, but you don't have time to do the creating on Monday. Um, that's where you get into learning the tools that will help you be more productive and um, use your time more wisely and do the things you want to do and reach your goals and all of the other things we always talk about here with the Smut Lancers. But every day that you have a to-do list that you focus just on that to-do list and whether you finish with hours in your day, which go for it, enjoy that damn day. I, that, that day is very rare for me right now and I love it when it happens. 
or you get to your stopping point and realize that you have two tasks that they're not quick and easy. They're going to take more energy than you have. It It's just sort of overwhelming and too much to think about trying to fit those in. And you learn, okay, did I, was I as distraction free as I could have been today? That's a thing you might've learned. Or did I overdo it? Did I try to do too much today? Or did I not focus properly today? Meaning you did the fun bits first and pushed to the side the stuff that you knew was going to be more strenuous or a little bit more difficult or scary to do. And now you're left with things you really wanted to get done and you didn't. And you're like, "Mm, could I have done that differently? Here's the thing. The next day, the next week, whatever, is an opportunity to do it better. It's an opportunity to get better at this. We do not come out of the womb being productive human beings, y'all. It, like everything else, it is a skill. It is a skill we have to practice and we have to learn and we have to adapt to our reality. And you know what? Our reality is pretty much always changing. My life in November, 2019 is not gonna be the same as it will be in January, 2020. I'm gonna have to adapt how I do things to the reality I'm living in that moment. Uh, Last week, the week prior to recording this and the week before, I think, I can't remember, dates are hard. I had two sick kids at home. You want to talk about knocking my schedule for a loop? There are certain things I won't do when the kids are home. That meant I had to move things around. I also was more distracted because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have a kid with a cough. I have a kid with a cold. I have this child. Do I have to go to a doctor? So my to-do list took a hit. Well, if I wrapped my self-worth up in how I got things done on a day that was more chaotic than the average day, I would just be kind of miserable. That's not helpful or useful for you. What's better to do is go, oh, I I was not realistic about what I could really get done today. Or, hey, that thing happened and I could not have even planned for that thing. So that's not my fault. That's life. And how will I adjust in the future? How will I do this differently when faced with a similar situation? So be kind to yourself about how much or you did or did not get done based on that day's to-do list and adjust for the future, learn from it. Also, and this has been a hard lesson for me, on those random days where I finish my whole to-do list and I have time, there's no rule or requirement that says I have to start doing other things. Sometimes you can just be done. It could be three o'clock in the afternoon and you can go, you know, I know I have 10 other things I need to get done or I could get done that are lurking out there you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the afternoon off because I finished my to-do list. I told myself at nine o'clock this morning or whatever time you get started that this was the most important thing I had to do today. That meant that those other things, as important as they feel, were not a priority today. So guess what? That means it's okay if I stop now. It's okay that I unintentionally gave myself a light schedule. That's okay take it. Because the longer you do these kinds of things as a smut lancer, just a content creator online in general, the busier you're going to become, the more there is to do, the more ideas you have, the more tasks you can come up with. And quite fr- and if you are trying to build something, you just have more to do from that as well. So from one smut lancer to another, if you have that odd day where you're like, wow, I got done early, take it, take it and enjoy the time is all I'm saying. So those are the different ways to steps 
methods, however you want to look at it, to be more productive this week and today. You can start today. You can go, you know what, I'm going to start this for next week. However you want to do it. I don't care. You don't have to use all the steps. You can modify the steps. You can ignore a step if it doesn't fit your life. That is, that is how nice life is sometimes. We don't have to do something just because somebody on the internet with a microphone told us we did. Uh, let me do a recap real quick. All of this will be in the show notes, but let's go over real, real quick one time. Make a master list of everything that has to get done this week. Do a total brain dump, personal, professional, every bit of your life. What do you have to get done? Now, from that, make a list of what you need to do for us in one day, today, tomorrow, however you're planning this list. Now, figure out the best way to start. Are you going to start with the easy stuff to cross things off quickly? Are you going to start with the stuff that's on a deadline that you have to get done today? Are you going to base it on your energy flow for the day of when you have the ability to concentrate versus when you don't? Pick one. There's no right one. Uh, pick the way you're going to focus. Are you going to bribe yourself? Turn off all notifications just in general and bribe yourself. Are you going to use a timed method? Pomodoro is popular, 25 minutes of focused work, five minutes break, back and forth, back and forth till you get stuff done. Or another time, an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I don't really care, but it's timed. You work for a set amount of time focused, then you get a few minute break, then you go back to it. Or are you going to break up your day with calendar blocking, which can still incorporate all those other methods as well, but I list it as a separate method because I do it all on its own without all the other stuff sometimes. Um, then be realistic about how much time you really need to get things done. Set a stopping point to your day and do your absolute best to stick with it. And then regardless of how your day went, but especially if there were things that didn't get done, be kind to yourself and learn from the experience. Figure out what where things didn't go quite right. Figure out where maybe you could improve uh, later, think about the reality of your day, that maybe there were things you could not have predicted and learn from it going forward, but be kind to yourself overall. Our value as human beings is should not be tied up in how productive we are. I think that is like the worst things we can do to ourselves. And I say that as somebody who's always very proud when I mark off a to-do list, <laughs> but your, your worth and value has nothing to do with how productive you are in this life. Okay. And I assure you, nobody is standing off to the sideline with a stopwatch or looking at their watch, tapping their toe, thinking that you're clearly an awful person because you didn't get this stuff done. You might have a boss who's like, Hey, where's that thing you said you would get me by this deadline. And you might have a client who's like, Hey, we're on deadline. But in general, especially if we're talking about your own blog, your own podcast, your own YouTube channel, your own, whatever it is you're creating for yourself and your audience. No, no, that is all in your head. So you can tell yourself to stop being so mean to yourself. Learn to forgive yourself. Okay. You know, it's funny. I sat down and I went, this is going to be a 20 minute podcast. I lied to myself, but that's okay. Hopefully you can use these steps uh, to get more productive, get more things done, feel more organized, feel a little bit more in control of your schedule. Again, I have all of these steps listed out in the show notes um, if you need to go back and reference them. Uh, if you have questions, feel free to drop a line. Might answer it in an upcoming mailbag episode. That's just easiest. And you get two perspectives, mine and Molly's. Um, if you want more of this kind of thing, head to smutlan the smutlancer.com. 
the website or join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the smutlancers where you can get feedback like this from me, from Molly, from the other people in the community. Uh, And with that, I'm going to let you go. Have a great and hopefully productive week. But just remember, always, always be kind to yourself. None of us want to work for a shitty boss. So don't be your own shitty boss, y'all. Bye. (music) 